Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now on with the episode. Hello, folks. Jeff C here. And I want to start off by expressing my deepest gratitude for your dedication to the show. Understanding the value of your time, I am truly honored that you choose to spend some of it listening to me. Now, in response to popular demand, I'm thrilled to announce a special opportunity. Are you ready to elevate your content repurposing skills? Then gear up for an exclusive Descript training that's starting soon. Designed to help deepen your knowledge of repurposing, this class aims to make you a bonafide Descript maestro. You'll gain insights into my precise workflow and acquire a roadmap to develop your own unique, easy-to-use templates for your projects. For more information and to reserve your seat, head over to jeffc.com forward slash Descript 101. That's Jeff, S is in Sam, I-E-H dot com forward slash Descript 101. Seize this opportunity to step up your repurposing game. And now, let's dive into today's show. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And this is the show that keeps you up to date in the world of social media and much more. And I'm so excited today to have my friend. He's my truly special guest joining us. Someone who is at the forefront of video content creation, Jason Knapp, with an impressive portfolio of engaging video that have resonated with his audience across different networks. Jason's work is a masterclass in effective storytelling and visual innovation. And in our conversation today, we're gonna pull back the curtain on Jason's creative process. We're gonna discuss how he crafts his videos, not only to catch the eye, but also captivate the heart. From his gear selection to his workflow strategies, Jason's going to be sharing valuable insights that could help both aspiring creators and seasoned professionals. And if that wasn't enough, we're also going to dive into a topic that's becoming increasingly pivotal in our digital age, the role of artificial intelligence in the creative process. I want to know Jason's thought on how AI influences and intersects with his work and it's promises to be just it just promises to be a fascinating exploration of the future of video creation. So get your questions ready. Jason's my friend. How are you doing today? I'm I'm great. I feel even more nervous after that introduction. <laughs> oh, I haven't even I introduced have you. Now. I haven't even introduced you yet. So uh, if you guys don't know Jason, let me I'm introduce glad you. Glad you set aside three hours for this. Um, I, I know exactly. Good. So he is the founder and visionary behind Here with the Magic. It's a multi-channel plat- platform that provides an immersive and calming experience set primarily in the world's most beloved theme parks. He leverages his eclectic background. He's self-taught creator and has channeled his lifelong passions into creating content that aims to bring joy, comfort, and connection to audiences across the globe. Together with his dedicated team, he has cultivated a devoted community of viewers, listeners, and supporters who regard Here With The Magic as their personal escape from everyday stress. So, Jason, once again... 
there you go. That's your introduction. You brought your community well, with you. That. This is amazing. Well, thanks. And thanks for having me here. And I, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm glad that um, the community is here because they are such an important part of the creative process. Um, and we, <laughs> the, the things that I do, the things that we do, we, we wouldn't do without the the community. Right. Either, yeah. right? And, so, so that's critically important. And so, um, Jason, before we get started, too, you, you have a podcast as well. And if people want to find that, how can they find that? Uh, you guys search for Soundscapes by Here With The Magic, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, it's Apple, amazing as well. Spotify, yada, yada. So, oh, thanks. Yeah. So, Kelly, uh, Disney Channel goes, is this live? Yes, it is live. We are live right now. And then, of course, our friend Lou, speaking of community, switching to YouTube so he can harass you under his own name. You should know That's better great. to do that, Lou. You were a lawyer, um, but we'll let that go. Um, but I want to do a big shout out really quick to our sponsor, Ecamm. They're the ones who make this show possible. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. But one of the cool things that is coming up is their creator camp that's going to be in October 11th through 13th. So it's going to be hands-on workshop. It's going to be epic parties like a Salem ghost walk, uh, a pub crawl, wine tastings, everything that I love will be there. We're going to have lear co uh, collaborative learning. It's going to be tons of fun. So you want to join the Ecamm fam for their first ever creator camp. Like I said, it's an event like no other. It's completely focused on helping you succeed in live streaming, podcasting, and video production, and so much more. It's coming to Amesbury, Massachusetts on October 11th through 13th, 2023. You're not going to want to miss it. You can find out more at ecamm.tv forward slash creator camp. That's ecamm.tv forward slash creator camp. And once again, Appreciate them for sponsoring the show. All right. You had me at Salem Ghost Walk. Doesn't that sound cool? I mean. I, I love spooky and, things. And you are an Ecamm user, so you need to be there. You need to be there. I'm a camp counselor, by the way, so you know. You mean generally or at this event? Uh, no, I know. I, well, that. I'm just my, what I do with my side hustle. No, I, just for this event. Just for this event. So. I'll take surprise. Yeah, you're not surprised. All right. All right, let's dive into it. So we're going to be talking about how to craft engaging videos because that's what Jason does. So first of all, in this first section, can you kind of tell us, Jason, what you consider an engaging video from your perspective? Like what elements should it have with it? I, it's, I think engaging for us is, is a video that connects with the viewers emotionally. Um, it's ideally as immersive as it it can be. Um, and, and you know, fundamentally has to bring them joy in the experience. That's, you know, that is the overriding goal is to provide this escape and provide this moment of joy, um, for them when they can't be in their happy places. Uh, and I think, um, you know, we, I know we're going to probably talk about this more, the choose your own adventure series that, that, right, uh, really cool. just rolled out on YouTube. Um, that is, I, I think that is a, a good example of us pushing the envelope mm -hmm. <laughs> of our current capabilities in, in, in this regard. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting for us because it's all about getting out of the way, right? So, so whereas a lot of videos are about, um, you know, generating that engagement at a, uh, you know, like, like having them respond to things or call to actions and that sort of stuff. Ours is really a much more passive experience. Um, so it's a little, you know, non-traditional in, in the YouTube universe. And uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure series was, was really the first foray into an interactive element. We'd been doing uh, virtual reality 
um, right. uh, style videos for some time. Um, actually, in the first year, nearly all the videos produced were in a virtual reality format of some sort, um, but also formatted for for traditional viewing. But this was this choose your own adventure series was really the first time we we created uh, created a series of videos in a way that allowed viewers to truly interact with that that viewing experience or or not they don't have to either <laughs> well so i, I want to get into that because and we had some some great people uh showing up on youtube so carlos says he moved here just to give lou a hard time so that's thank you carlos for doing that um and ben says we all want that disney fix uh, a lot of times we can't you know, get to the park. So, you know, here with the magic gives us access wherever we are. And that's one of the things. So I, I want to make clear, this was like you going, your whole thing is Disney. Like you, that's kind of your, your biggest channel. I mean, not the whole thing. I mean, well, you've gone outside of the we, a little bit. I have been working for 16 years. No, I've been, <laughs> we've been trying to steer the ship in the direction of, um, of broadening that context because mm-hmm. again the, the yes Disney is that is the heart and soul of everything we do um, but the but there's also this world out there and there are these right. places and these spaces that actually inspired the experiences the attractions the resorts that that we love in their Disney spaces and we wanted to bring attention to those places as well, as well as places that just simply resonate with that spirit of Disney, because most of us can't be in a Disney space all the time. None of us really can be there all the time. So when we're home, whether it's in Texas or Huntington beach, California or Baltimore, Maryland, or let's provide people ways, not only to connect virtually with their, you know, happy place, but also to, uh, you know, to inspire them to look around their neighborhood, their town, their backyard even, and also uh, find those moments there that can be enjoyed um, and that do have a connection in some way to uh, the Disney spaces that they that they love so much. So when you first started, I mean, I'm, I'm, you started making videos and, mm-hmm. and um, you are also self-taught. I mean, this is all stuff that it was a hobby. Yeah, it shows. I know. No, I know. no it doesn't. It you are, you create some... <laughs> Awesome video, my friend. And well, and then the, did the community kind of, because I want to, and this is kind of off the topic, but did the community come up around that? And then you started making videos for the community. I mean, and now they kind of direct uh, where you're going. How did that uh, kind of happen? There's this guy, his, his name rhymes with um, flu or something like that, <laughs> yeah. who uh, in the midst of the you know COVID lockdown, um, when the parks were closed and we were freaking out, uh, and I had a, probably about... 75, 80 videos under my belt at that mm-hmm. point uh, that were out there. Um, he said, yeah, like, why don't you do a live show? And I was, and I, I think I responded, are you nuts? <laughs> and he yeah. responded, well, of course, but that's besides the point. Right. And, and, and he said, let's just do a live show every day, you know, at lunchtime and, and just watch your videos. And I said, okay, so you want me to in real time, watch a video that I've created <laughs> live and you think other people are going to then watch me watching a video. And he's yes. And they, and they showed up, people showed up because they were so looking for connection, not just to their happy place, but to people like them, the community around Disney. Um, that's that, that generally, at least in my experience has been so positive. Um, and, 
it grew from that in terms of the community building and then the community um, you know, being part of that process in terms of inspiring the next thing to be filmed. Where do we go next? Uh, and then it just and then it it just evolved from there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it was a kind of organic process. That's, um, really That's really cool. And I have to point out, like I have, you know, we're going to, I know we're going to talk about AI a little bit later. Um, I do want to also make a note that I have probably one of the most advanced forms of AI uh, that I work with every day. And the videos wouldn't even be possible without this. And that is the NGZB model 30, um, <laughs> which, which uh, most people may, may know is the, the nice guy, Zach Brown, oh. who who is kind of the secret weapon behind uh, the, the, the vast amounts of things that we produce now. Um, and who is another relatively self-taught person. Um, and uh, it just, and it's so funny because when it comes to editing, and we'll talk about that, I know, um, there's so many ways to skin the cat, mm -hmm. you know, to get to the kind of same endpoint in, in, from, uh, in terms of what the video looks like and how it feels. Um, and we go about it in different ways. We have a very different workflow, which kind of reflects that we learned differently. Right. Uh, and so that's kind of fun too, when we get together and start and start doing things. And sometimes yeah. I undo the stuff that he's done and then I regret it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I think it's important to, to, to kind of see where you came from, kind of your origin story. In fact, um, uh, flu or who I like to call it, Lou, Suffer, um, said, I said, stop, please turn off the camera. How, how do you interpret that to go live for that? I have no idea. Uh, yes. So yeah. our friends are so great for our, they are. our mental it's health. Good. Yeah. 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 So it's good. Yeah. So it's such a uh, ego build. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So I want to talk about like your process. So let's put aside your new um, choose your own adventure style videos because that's mm -hmm. really advanced. I, I do want to get in that, but can you walk us through your process of like creating videos from like concept to cons completion? Do you ask your community and say, "Hey, where do you want me to go in the parks?" and I'll do that, or how do you come up with what your you, you know your process of creating this video? So so back in the day when it was just me, it was really all about capturing the moments in the spaces that I really enjoy. Right. Like it's just fundamental. It was just a very selfish orientation at that point. Like, what do I like? And that's what I'm going to film. Uh, and then that involved, that evolved into listening to input from, uh, from, uh, the community, from other viewers. Uh, and then now it's, it usually starts as sort of like a brainstorm session between Zach and me. Um, it also, we also get regular ideas from, we regularly get ideas from community members. Uh, we, often it will be um, the ideas are driven by opportunity. So if one of us is traveling somewhere, um, you know, we'll film while we're right. there. If someone in the community sends us a video, uh, sometimes we had this as part of the show that I do. It's, we have this community contribution. So sometimes we'll give videos from uh, community members themselves. Um, sometimes there's offers to film somewhere. Sometimes we'll travel for the opportunity to video. Um, and so, and, and sometimes we take the idea to the extreme. Like when we decided to do a Christmas series, which we <laughs> called the 12 days of Christmas at great expense, both physically and financially. That was, that was, that was kind of built on the whole world. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Right. I don't know if any, there's a few. Right. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. The video game. And then there was a television show. Um, and so that was built around this daily live show concept, but then, but we used that, we use that, you know, the sort of traveling around because we were in different places every day 
as opportunities to film in those places as well. Um, so there's there's a lot of different you know the the, the process related to coming up with the, the ideas for the videos is is as diverse as the subject matter, um, and I think the context is really the key part of it. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, the videos that we create have evolved and grown over the past four, oh, four years. Um, the you know started the first year was really focused as I said was focused on virtual reality formatted. Um, but we made sure that it could be watched on any device, a computer, television, just in traditional format, because being accessible to anyone is like this, this really important um, core value uh, that's been with us since the beginning. Um, and then uh, there's been, I mean, there's been a, a lot of experimentation. Um, we also look for opportunities to like, you know, to multi-purpose Mm, uh, so, so yeah. you know, and well, not just in terms of like, oh, hey, we're going to video this and can we can we use this for, uh, oh, we'll use it on the show and we use it as a long form video as we refer to as long form, what we put on YouTube and we'll use it as, you know, maybe we can create a reel off of it for Instagram, which I still don't understand why I'm even doing anything on Instagram. Um, Carlos is shouting his television now, uh, but also like for Soundscapes and Soundscapes was really created because um we had all this binaural, you know, 3D sound that was included in the videos that were being produced. And, and I had talked for a long time about wanting to use that and maybe doing a, doing a podcast. And finally we just bit the bullet and did it. Um, and that's, that's a really rewarding experience and way to, uh, to, to repurpose that content as well. Um, because there's people who listen to the podcast. I mean, and, and, you know, our friend Lou knows this better than anybody. There's people who listen to the podcast who don't engage in any other way with the platform. Um, you know, not on YouTube, not in the live shows, not on Facebook, uh, but they devour the podcast episodes. So it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, you can get to different audiences um, who re- kind of value the same thing, but, but in a different medium. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, and you're, I mean, you're a big sound guy. I used to, your little thing you used to do with Carlos where like you play a sound and have try, people try to figure it out. That people was just cruel, that. and that was people. cruel and unusual <laughs> punishment. I mean, that was just like only you. And you would giggle like you're doing now, and yeah. no one would get it. And you're like, <laughs> and I mean, but just, then you remember just, watching. I know, I knew you're ancient like me, so you remember watching. I remember like, like the television being set up during dinner, and, and when I was a kid, and we would watch name that tune. Oh yeah, you remember but that. You would, you would give like yeah. three seconds of like a tram and I'd be like, who knows? That? And then people would, people know, I know it's just, people anyway. know. I'm it, not I, even good at it. <laughs> I love your idea though, of repurposing the audio because your, your audio is stellar and stunning and using that. Right. I mean, that is, that is, we really talk nice. about some of the gear. Later yeah. Too. So, um, I want to, before, cause I want to pick your brain and like, if mm-hmm. somebody was coming and they're just getting started to video, what would you tell them or even tell your younger self some strategies to tell a compelling story with video because so much of it, everybody can turn on their phone and like, you know, film a concert or whatever, but telling a story with video, that is a skill and an art. So what would you tell somebody who's just getting started, how to use storytelling in their video? Um, that's a great question. I think it, again, it goes back to the context of the situation first, like what are you really trying to achieve? And and I think fundamentally, what everyone should be trying to achieve is to connect with a with an individual and to create an emotional response 
to something, right? So you kind of have to know why are people showing up to begin with and what is it that, um, you know, the, the, you know, we talk about the avatars in marketing and that sort of thing. Like what, what is that person going for? What are they, what are they looking for? Um, and that is, you know, that's the starting point for us. It's not as much about telling a story in a, in a traditional way as it is about having this deep respect, um, for the, for the authenticity of the moment that we're, that we're capturing. And I think that in terms of here with the magic, that underscores the distinctive ethos of what we do it's like being a conduit for these experiences rather than dictating them um, in terms of a traditional story route. But we do storyboard. We do, we do follow that process in, 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 to a certain extent, especially for like the segment type videos that we do that, that are a little more complex where we're bringing in, um, you know, we are working up shot lists. We are bringing in resources, um, from uh, documents and other videos and, and so forth that we're learning from and getting ideas from. Um, but we're also trying to just be in the moment and we're in these incredible spaces. And, you know, these spaces themselves were created to tell a specific story. Right. right? So we just need to get out of the way and allow that moment to be experienced authentically and without any kind of agenda. Um, because like I said, our, our fundamental desire is to create a genuine connection between those moments and our viewers. And I think that's the thing that's, that's also at the core of any good storytelling exercise, right? Is, is okay. What's that emotional experience you're looking for a viewer to have begin with that mm. and, and, and outline it, you know, write it out, uh, storyboard it to a certain extent. I've used AI tools for storyboarding and I, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, uh, it, it's not always, it's not always sexy, but it's, it's, right. <laughs> it is effective in terms of brainstorming. Um, and, and put yourself in the viewer's shoes. Like what is it that you want them to be experiencing? And, and the medium is important too. telling a story or providing an experience in a traditional format, video format, is very different than doing so in a 360 virtual reality format right. where you know you can't hide behind that that camera <laughs> right right you know, you can't you 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 either need to accept that you are now part of the story or you have to get out of the way somehow um and with you know again the, with the ai tools that are coming out i think it's easier to erase us from those things moving forward than it has been in the past uh but I think that that's, 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 the, that's the key is to, for me, it was about what do I love? Mm -hmm. So what's the experience that I want to have for someone else? It may be, who's my ideal customer? Who am I really selling to? Who am I trying to attract? Who am I trying to connect with? And what do I want them to feel? Yeah. You know, what's their backstory? Where are they coming from? Where, what, are, what are the things that they're struggling with? What are the things that are bugging them? What are the things that they're aspiring to? Um, and what is this video's role in that process? Whether it's a sales process or whether it's an instructional process or whether it's, you know, an entertainment process where they're providing escape. I think it's, it's you know, the fundamentals of that are still the same. It's, um, as long as you begin with that, you know, Right. Know, know thyself or know thy customer. 
So I think that, um, and we have a lot of people who um, have, were chiming in saying, and Mary says, and you need to slow down and see the details, so many details. And, and that's what, you know, I think a lot of people watch your videos for because they love to see that. They love that you don't rush through things. You're, and you kind of point out, if, especially if you're doing a live and you're doing your walkthroughs, you would be like, okay, you know, and I loved it how you'd go, okay, where do you want me to go? Should we go this way or this way? And, you know, you'd interact with the audience um, and Ben even says, you know, pause and let the magic come to you, which I think you do yeah. a really great job with uh, in your videos. So um, one of the things before we move on to the next section I want to talk about, because we kind of did your, you know, your general videos and, and storytelling with those videos. But you've got this really cool new thing, um, this and everyone's talking about your 12 days of Christmas was amazing. So I think you're going to have to going to do that again. You're just going to have oh my to God. you're going to have to just suck it up, buttercup. You know, I'm and go for it. Yeah. I don't know that we can do it again. <laughs> so. um but th they were talking about your new choose the own adventures. Like these yeah. are amazing. So talk about what those are. And you wouldn't tell me before the show, but like, is this something you invented or did you see some, you know, famous YouTuber? You're like, I'm going to use it for my stuff. I mean, it's really, really cool. You guys have to go to his YouTube channel and try it out because it is so much fun. I think it's very, very novel, but of course I'm an old man, but, uh, <laughs> and, and so how did you come up with this and, and what's your process for it? Oh, okay. So, um, how long do we have the, the, the idea for it? This is, it's, I don't know. It's not really embarrassing, but, um, I was watching these videos on YouTube with my, with my son, Henry, this is about a year ago, maybe a little, little more than a year ago now. And I can't remember the name of it. I'll, um, I'll send it to you so you can put it in the notes. There was this, there's this guy who put together this series of choose your own adventure videos, um, that were highly produced, amazing, just just really wonderfully done, and they they the there's these incredible stories where you know every he would act out the stuff that was happening and things like special effects and all this stuff, and it was just like the books that we used to read when yeah, we were kids, yeah. the your own adventure books, right? But it was like in these videos, and then you get to a spot, and then he would say, okay, do we go down into the cave or do we, you know, I don't know, jump into the river, or whatever, and. And they're a cave river, cave river. And the little, the little the cards are up on the screen and mm -hmm. like, Oh, this is so cool. And then we, and then we select one and then you go down that path. But we spent like the entire, his entire spring break going down every path. And, and he eventually goes, this is how we geek out. Like he mapped it all out. I forget how many different avenues there were, but it was crazy. And that, when it was all finished, I said, wouldn't it be cool if we had something like that? like in the magic kingdom or you go in and then choose which way to go and so forth. And then of course I had this conversation with Zach and um, because people just let me say things sometimes. And then we run with them before we really think about it. We started, <laughs> started filming for it and um, God bless Zach. Cause he filmed the overwhelming majority of the stuff in terms of the walk arounds, you know, I filmed a, a teeny bit of, uh, of an attraction video, uh, with him. Um, and, but, but he was just in the park and, and I would send them back. Like we didn't get this area. We didn't get this. So we, we created this thing and I kid you not, I never researched. I never got on YouTube and searched to see if anybody else had done it. Never right. happened. Uh, because I didn't, well, one, I don't think I thought about it. And then two, I, I didn't, once I did think about it, I didn't want to know. And I didn't want to see how anybody else was doing it. Cause I had this concept in my head of how it was going to 
happen. Now, we get it all done. We pushed it out. We, 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 actually, we actually wanted to roll it out last September, which was nuts, or October rather, <laughs> right, which right. was insane because there's just no way we could have gotten it done by then given all the other things we were doing with the new show and everything else. So then I said, well, maybe it'll be like Christmas. We'll do it at Christmas. What a great Christmas present. Well, we'll get to December. I'm like, you know what? And there's no way we're going to get this done because we didn't have all the filming done. And once Disney turns Christmas on. Oh, yeah. It changes. Well, yeah, yeah. Everything. Cha- yes, exactly. So like, well, we're going to have to wait. And then as soon as Christmas stuff came down, we were like back at it. And then I said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to release it on my birthday. Because for me, this is something that I would have so loved to have as a kid. Oh, yeah. That like this will be my gift, you know, to sort of put this out there now. How I was going to do it turned out to be didn't not be how we ended up doing it. It ended up being much more complicated than originally anticipated because of all the choose your own adventure video series that are out there, and you can find them if you do a, if you do a search in YouTube. All of them, you work with the same methodology where they will. When you get to a point where you're making a choice, they'll have a card up here and they'll have a card up here, maybe more than two. Mm-hmm. And and those are links to other videos. If you don't choose one of those videos, you get dumped out of the experience. Mm. Because the way, right. if, for those who know YouTube videos and who have put these cards together at the end of their videos, right? The promotional cards and so forth. The way these work is that you can only do it in the last 20 seconds of a video. Right. And, and to do that, the video has to be at least 40 seconds long, generally to get that 20 seconds. So you, once that's over, if somebody doesn't click on it, YouTube either dumps you out and everything stops, or you just move on to some random video that YouTube right. offers up depending right. on your settings. Okay. I didn't want that experience. I didn't want people to have that experience. I wanted people to be able to interact with it or not interact with it. If you want to just let it go, have it going in the background, you can do that. So to achieve that, I had to use playlists. Yes. That was what I think was so, so each choice is actually the, the head of a brand new playlist. And so if you say you choose one avenue, but then you don't choose another. So maybe you walk away. Maybe you go and grab a buble. Right. Or something, right? <laughs> right Not sponsored. Right. And you and you you know, you come back and you're like, oh no, like where are we now? Well, you're somewhere new because that when you made that choice, even when you started watching the videos to begin with, you were already in the midst of a playlist that's going to continue. It's just a, just a little like uh deep cut here. If you get on the train, for example. That's what I did. I did that. If you get on the train. And when you get to the end of the, you come all the way back to Main Street or wherever you got on to begin with. If you say ride again, you can basically ride that. You're going to be on that train for hours if you do nothing. <laughs> right, right. Hours. I don't know how many hours, but it's a long, long time so, because I just that's 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 how I did it. Um, and so there's there's these really yeah that's a for me that was a, this critically important feature is that people could just get in and not have to interact all the time, not have to make a choice all the time, that that it would continue them on some path. So my question is, so you don't know how many hours this is or how many choices do you have? Do you know the I, there's a, I, I have I have not put the math into chat GPT or anything. <laughs> I mean, I have right. uh, the, there are roughly 83, 
ish videos, individual videos. Okay. There are about 113, I believe, 111, 113 playlists, individual playlists. Yeah. I um, thought that was genius. That, that was... overlap with each with each other, right? So the so so when you come off an attraction, for example, when you get to the end of an attraction, let's say you're on Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And you get to the end of that, you can choose to either go right again. You can choose to go across to small world and you just like teleport there. Um, you can choose to go towards the carousel in Fantasyland, or you can choose to go towards Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Once you've made that choice now, you are in a new you're in a new playlist, right? And so right. you are now on that path. And if you were down the, if you're upstream further, like somebody who was actually starting at the carousel and decided to bypass Peter Pan, they're now on a very similar path, but because of the way the playlists were created, it may or may not be the same. It, right. it definitely is not the same playlist as the person who came up with Peter Pan. That's a different playlist. And it also may or may not take them in the same direction. Um, so, so that's kind of the fun part too. The question I, so did you repurpose some of your videos you shot before, or is this all new specifically for it, this? It's all, it's actually all new specifically for this. And we repurposed this without people knowing. So oh, one okay. of the, one of the segments we created for the here with the magic show that started last September was called the main attraction. The main attraction was about, you know, kind of having these point of view mm-hmm. experiences on an attraction, which is something I never did before. Cause that wasn't, it's not really the shtick of here with the magic. Right. But it's, it is something that we know people want to experience and we wanted to do it in a way that was better, frankly, than anybody else was doing it, which is, which is not like, so when you're riding, Peter Pan or Jungle Cruise or like those kinds of attractions, you're, you're experiencing that in a, in a way that's not just this sort of, you know, kind of standard fixed camera POV. There is this kind of theatrical element to it as well to draw, to draw your attention to some of the details, but also to give you that sort of wide perspective. So we did that. We used those videos those individual videos as segments throughout the year, about the season, the first season of the here with magic show. Um, and people had no idea that we were using it for this purpose later. Um, so everybody who's listened to this, if you're any sort of Disney fan or, you know, people who are Disney fan, you need to send them the link to this. Cause this is very, very cool. I got on the train uh, two days ago and haven't gotten off. I mean, no, I, I, but I, but I, I, I was, it was so cool cause you can get off at different stations and you can, uh, it directs you at different things. It'd be great to sit down in your living room uh, with your kids, or even if you've never been to Disney before and you want to kind of give them a preview and sit down and plan your route. I mean, there's so many things you can do with this. It is so innovative. You need to share this with your but friends. I th- and and I, mean, I think that this concept can be applied to, um, yeah. To businesses as well. I was thinking about this in, in the veterinary space, which is kind of the, my other universe, right? This is, if you want to give a tour of a hospital, for example, you know, you don't necessarily have to have, you know, sophisticated 360 cameras and, 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 and systems, you know, I know like there's like real estate oriented systems right. and so forth that, that, that provide those kind of like walk-arounds, but they're also very, there's not like stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Usually they can usually still sort of experiences. Um, but you could do something like this where you say, Hey, like would you like to see 
the hospital through the patient's eyes or something like that or yeah. through the staff member's eyes like, and, and, and be able to walk them through allow, or allow them to walk through and turn around and go into different ways, see the OR, see the treatment area, see the, you know, um, the exam rooms and so forth. It, there's, there's so many different ways to use this technology that YouTube provides free. Yeah. I think you, know? you need to contract with like some of the big um, resorts and just do the different because there's so much happens. It's like, you know, Wilderness Lodge. You could do a whole walkthrough with that and choose different ways to go. I mean, anyway, yeah, Disney's weird, though. <laughs> but anyway, you could do that if a, a hotel chain or, or a large house or something real there. So you could. Um, yeah. I want to go ahead and start moving on because we can talk about this forever because this, I mean, no, th- really, no. you guys got to check it out because it really is innovative and very, very cool. But uh, uh, po Pogeek Pogeek says this POV uh, experience you've created is stunning. Love the choose your own adventure, but also how great the uh, video quality is. I watch your videos and burn Lisa's candles and I'm almost home. So Lisa uh, Castle Runner, we've had her on before and we're going to hopefully have her on soon again. Uh, But she makes candles that are amazing. But let's talk about this. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about your video gear and workflows because I, I know so many people are, are wanting to know how you do it, what you use, the cameras, all that stuff. So let's talk about gear. So, so you, you know, t- Casey Neistat. <laughs> so that's what you do. Exactly the same thing. Well, no, I just remember him saying this. He had this, this one thing he said once it was, you know, the best camera to use is the one that you have right in that moment. Right. And so for us, it, Nearly, with the exception of the, of, again, the exception of when we are either doing, like deliberately doing virtual reality type of videos, or if we're doing, uh, we're filming something in a way that we want to be able to utilize the technology that's offered by 360 cameras, and we can talk about the right. why you would do that. Um, we're using iPhones. It's embarrassing. I mean, no, I get nice. a lot of. I, well, I. I get a lot of heat. I catch it from from Carlos and and and, and Colin. You remember puddles? Yeah. Uh, like I, because like, you know, I, I like right now I'm using a Sony Alpha, you know, sixty four hundred with a Sigma lens. I, I don't, it never leaves the studio. Never yeah. leaves the studio. Why? Because I don't. I just don't feel like carrying it around. Right. The iPhone, though, especially the you know the the, the iPhone thirteen, the iPhone fourteen, the you know even the twelves, like the pro the sort of the pro lenses on there, the sensors on there, they're amazing. And if you film everything in four K, which we do, and you film at like thirty frames per sec, which we do, you know you can you can go twenty four if you want to be more cinematic. You can go to sixty if you want to have that sort of more like real world feel. That feels almost like a little uncanny valley to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's incredible and it fits in your pocket and it backs up as long as you have it turned on, you, you know, subscribe to enough. Right. Right. Cloud space. It backs up in real time. So, you know, if we're on the cruise and we're filming and it's been backing up, if I lose it, God forbid over the, cause I, I do, I do have my, it's a naked phone. I don't put, I don't put, oh, uh, you're so you can live dangerously. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's actually a reason for that, which we'll talk when we talk about the gimbals. Um, but it's, it's, uh, you know, if you lose it, it's already backed up. I just love, I just love using the iPhone for that reason. You can use a pixel too. I hear they're great. I don't know how right. to use anything that's Android, but, um, <laughs> right. I, I've seen amazing things from them. So on, so on this, let's talk about, okay. So iPhone, let's say, I mean, this is great because when people see your footage, you're like, oh my gosh, it was shot with an iPhone. It, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. it is really, really good. Do you use specific like software like Filmic Pro or do you, what do you use? Use the native I've stuff tried, in there? 
What do I you use? use iPhone. I use I so I've used Filmic Pro in the past. I've used uh, you know the 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 DJI stuff. I, I, it's I just keep it simple. You so know, do you lock the like, exposure? I mean, what is your process when sometimes you? Sometimes you can lock okay. the exposure. Sometimes you know, depending on on what's happening there, and some. But there's also a, so many things that you can do in post um, to change that to uh, to update that as well. Uh, do you shoot raw? Do you change your settings there? Don't shoot. No, I've experimented with raw, but it's just it's the file size is so ginormous that it, it would crush our workflow. And we use, um, you know, we use. Uh, well, I know we'll talk about software in, in a second. We just I use Premiere Pro, yeah. Adobe Premiere Pro for for the video editing or for on the fly type stuff. We'll sometimes use Adobe Rush yeah. um, for that sort of thing. But it's you know you can do a lot in post to to color grade if needed to reduce you know highlights or enhance highlights and things like that. Um, but honestly, the iPhone technology handles normal situations so well, including low light now yeah. that. You don't have to do much. Again, it's all just about like, get out of the way. Don't, you know, don't ruin it. So um, I do the same thing. I have for like all my product videos and uh, my carving stuff that I do. I just have an iPhone over my head pointing down because it's so light and it, and it just works with Ecamm and it's just amazing. So isn't it great? And, yeah. then, and then, okay. So then there's the Insta 361. Mm-hmm. That, so I love the Insta 361 RS. It's a little bulkyish looking compared to like the Insta 361 X2 or some of the other Insta 360 products. But the RS, the, the, the lens, like the quality of the picture is just, just a little, just a little sharper. Um, and even it's, even it's audio capture while not good enough for soundscapes purposes is pretty, pretty good. Um, but we also use Insta 361 X2. Uh, we have been known to use, multiple 360 cameras at the same time. Um, there's actually some videos we haven't even released yet that were filmed in this way, which yeah. with the intent of not even providing a 360 experience, but actually a traditional experience because with a 360 camera of sufficient, you know, uh, a resolution, right. you can, you have infinite angles to work with. You have options. Yeah. So you don't have to think about, Oh, that thing that's over there. I wasn't pointing to over there. I was actually pointing. You're not. You're pointing everywhere. Yeah. So, so in post production, you go back and you can actually say, okay, I'm going to take this frame, and I'm going to just use this this one frame. Um, it's not the quality still isn't quite as good as if you just use like a traditional camera, the iPhone, like a mm-hmm. really good iPhone lens um, to begin with. But it's but it's really it's pretty darn good. Um, and I also. I, I experimented. Remember the Insta 360 Go? I don't even know if they still make it. Um, I have it sitting in my like graveyard of of right. devices, <laughs> yeah. but I could I just could never find a real a good use case for it. But I kind of love the idea of like having this tiny little thumb size camera mm-hmm. that, that yeah. you could do things with. Um, the Insta 360 Evo, which I still will use every once in a while, is my favorite. So. 3D 180 video is, is I think the best three, like virtual reality experience in terms of passive video, because mm-hmm. you get the, you know, bioscopic or whatever they call the 3D, right, you know, 3D right. element. So it's kind of like looking through a view master, but in video, um, 
And 180, like we experienced the world basically in a, like a little bit more than 180, but essentially 180, right? And in right. fact, our focal point is just so narrow. It's, we don't really even experience what we truly yeah. can experience in videos, right? So th th 180 is kind of all you need and it provides a better experience. The problem is that three, that Insta stopped making it, stopped supporting it even. And, and the quality of it just isn't quite where it right needs there, to be yeah. for me. Um, and the next step up in terms of getting that level of technology would be to go to the pro level. And then you're talking about $5,000 cameras and right. up, yeah. right? Um, and, and, and the portability goes down. So again, like that, the main gear is the iPhones and the Insta360 ONE X2 and the Insta360 ONE RS. So Those are sort of the go-tos. Let's, because your, especially your content is so relying on audio because it's mm -hmm. a big piece of the, the pie that you, you do not uh, compromise on. What do you use? What is your setup for that and your mics that you like? Do you, do you have a plug-in that you use for your, your iPhone? What do you use for your, your podcast and stuff? I have tried so many things. Um, okay. Here's the problem. The first, the, I researched this a lot back in 2019. The, I went with what seemed to have the best reviews, and that was the Scenes Lifelike, Lifelike VR recording earphone. Mm -hmm. So there's like, they put, you put it in your ears, the microphone is in your ears, and so you get that spatial sound sort of just automatically. That's the binaural recording. You, right. And it, it plugs into the iPhone, it records directly to the iPhone. It's lovely. You, I don't think they make it anymore. You can't find it. I, mm. when I finally did find uh, some on eBay, I bought as many as I could. And, <laughs> gotcha. and, and, and so I have those like stashed. I think I have like one left that I don't, that no one uses. I don't even think until just now, Zach doesn't even know exists, right? Because I'm just so afraid that it's never going to be coming to existence again. We have tried, and I think we still use the Sennheiser Ambio smart headset, which mm -hmm. is similar to the scenes life. Like that actually does a nice job. Um, uh, also the, uh, I've, I've worked with the zoom H3 VR 360 audio recorder. Um, that is nice for, if you're doing 360 videos, you can, you can use a shoe and mount it either under or next to the 360 device. And you get a nice, a really nice, um, 360, right. uh, wave form file to use there where it's, you know, if somebody turns their head in 360, the sound turns with them. That's a really nice feature. Um, I actually like my secret weapon lately has been using the Tascam, a Tascam DR07X stereo handheld audio recorder um, in combination with a Roland CS10EM. I'll send you all this stuff so you can okay. put it in. Yeah, there. yeah. A Roland CS10EM binaural earphones and mic. The thing is about the Roland, I had to go to Amazon UK to purchase it. I've had to do that before. Yeah. Because it's just not available here, which is insane. Right. But so I've done that. And and that combination with the Tascam is really amazing for especially for outside uh ambient sound recording. Inside, inside of I have not been able to dial in the the sort of levels just well enough to make it better than the Sense Hour. So we'll use the Sennheiser, sorry, the Sense the Sennheiser right. um Ambio. I don't know. We grab these things and we go. We got so, these things to go. So that's what the, so that's that, the audio setup. That's my question. So, do you like get frisk every time you go into Disney? I mean, with it okay. sounds like you're going to be I'm having. Glad like, you asked this because do you just I'm, what I want to know is like do you have a, a setup with all this stuff that you go in the park or just sometimes you just take your phone and like 
I put it on a gimbal and that's it. Or do you have a standard setup you go with? Sometimes it's the gimbal. It's just the gimbal. I mean, most of the time, well, it's the gimbal and at very at the very least, it's the phone, the gimbal, and um, and what the, gimbal, uh, by the way, recording the recording earbuds. Uh, the one that I've been using now for a couple of years is the DJI the DJI OM four. Mm-hmm. I think we have one of them is an SE and one of them is just the four. Um, they're great. Not the selfie stick one thing because um, I that that actually that actually I think is a little less stable. I don't I don't love that. Um, but I love the D, the DJI OM. The, the best part of it, two two things. One, the 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 part the magnet thing that detaches, and so mm-hmm. you can use it. On, you know, so you can shut it down and then pull it off, pull your phone off, use it, and then pop it back on without a whole bunch of right like That's rebalancing and stuff, yeah. which is great. Yeah. That's why my phone's naked because I that grip like a lot of cases just don't fit well with that. My mouse um, case does, by the way, with the grip. So and I and I just. Also, for heat purposes, if I'm doing live a live show, it is Florida. It's Florida, people, and it gets hot. And eventually, the phone says, "I can't take it anymore. That's it. Mm-hmm. We're done." Um, and so, this allows you know not having a case on it actually actually helps. Um, also, uh, the I use a Peak Design travel tripod, and this is the, uh, yeah. the five section carbon fiber camera tripod. It is not inexpensive, but it's worth it. It's good. There's also a a, a, a newer, it's an N E E W E R carbon fiber that's like similar size. I think it's like 66 inches. It extends to, um, which is way more than you need. Uh, it it's also carbon fiber and a lot cheaper. The reason the carbon fiber is really is is really nice is because I can have a I can have my phone, my headphones, my and the carbon fiber uh, tripod in a bag. And go through Disney security, holding the bag out in front of me like you do with like an umbrella, um, and it does. And I clear it, no problem, no, no needing to rifle through the bag or anything like that. It's 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 just not a threat because it's right. It's not metal, um, and in so that is a great time saver, honestly. Um, and then uh, I also so the the other thing that's important to have. Sometimes I forget it, but the nice thing about the Peak Design Travel Tripod is it has a iPhone mount like contraption built into it in case you forget something like this. But I try not to forget my Vastar universal smartphone tripod adapter, which is essentially this thing that you can turn and it expands and you can put your phone in and you tighten it up like a vice. And then you can turn it different orientations and it, and it has, you know, it fits on top of a um, standard tripod thread. Uh, Every once in a while, I'll forget it, and then I have. I'm glad I have the yeah. other built-in thing. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's but see, that's not a lot. That's not like you know. No. You could do all this stuff with a, a good iPhone and a tripod, and then you know, if you want to have super sound like Jason, he mentioned some of those, and we'll pop those all down in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to our last section, gosh, we're gonna have to come back and do another show because <laughs> this. I mean, this is great stuff. I love all this. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, Kira has a great question. And I want to pop pop it up really quick. She goes from over on YouTube says, I'd love to hear about your writing process. Your intros to soundscapes are always brilliant. They capture what so many of us feel throughout the parks. So what's your writing process for your. That's evolved. That has evolved over time. Um, And so, you know, I have this, a team that I work with and uh, people will remember Kristen from the, from the 12 days of Christmas show. And she has traditionally done the the bulk of the first draft of those like the introduction scripts mm-hmm. 
that has changed over time um, to, I would say probably 75% of the time she's still doing a first draft of it. And then I massacre it. <laughs> we, we just, and, and it's become this just inside. I want, I would say joke. She might not say joke, but like this, this, uh, because I have, a, you know, I have my voice mm-hmm. and, and I, and it's important to, that when I'm saying these things, that it that it actually be things that I would say, right? And so, and that's an important part of that's an important part of copywriting, right? Is that you, whether you're using an assistant or whether you're using an agency or whether you're using AI, you can never just take that and run with it. I don't care how good the copywriter is, right? Even you know, uh, even Peggy Noonan had her stuff marked up by Ronald Reagan, right? Like, like it is, it's, it's just how that works. So um, if you have, I'm sorry, my, my son is like texting me. Okay, stop. Um, if you have uh, you, the stuff that you're going to be saying as part of this thing right. that you love, it's part of an extension of you, you have to be saying it authentically. So um, the writing process is collaborative until it's not. And then uh, I, yeah, well, I'll spend, I'll spend a lot of time just working it over. It's shortened over time too, because I realized people aren't coming to hear me talk. They're actually coming to listen to the spaces, right? And, and, and so I just need to hurry up and get out. I said it, tee it up, Jason, tee it up and get out of the way. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's your job, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of how it, that's evolved now, but I appreciate um, the comments. It's fun. The, the best part of it is, is the music, the music selection. I love, that's one of my favorite parts of the process is like selecting the music that we're going to use for the intros and for the outros, which is always different. It's always yeah. different. Yeah. That's very, very cool. So, uh, Mary goes, she's living the dream, writing things and having Jason rework it. Yes. That's the truth. I mean, that's, uh, that's, what, that's the creative process, right? Yeah, that's what you do. That is what yeah. you do. And you have to keep your voice. But, um, before we move on to, uh, the, the, uh, the last segment and you know, we're gonna have to burn through it and I probably have to have you on again to, to finish it up. Cause I think it's really good, but I want to give a shout out to our sponsor Ecamm. They make this show possible. They are amazing live show. I know uh, Lou was on here earlier. He uses it. So does uh, Jason social media news, live.com forward slash Ecamm. That's social media news, live.com Ecamm. If you haven't checked them out, go there and, and ask me any questions you may have. Cause I'd be more than happy to help answer them. But this final section is just right. Everybody's talking about it. You and I use it. Every, I was just actually on with my friend Peg Fitzpatrick earlier and we were discussing some new tools that happened. And I was even telling Jason now that ChatGPT now lets you browse websites if you have. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm the, my weekend is shot. Now. That's right. So we're going to talk about really quickly AI in the creative process. So mm-hmm. how do you think that artificial, maybe you're already using it, but how do you think artificial intelligence is fitting into the creative process for video production? Uh, well, so there's two parts of that. I think um, I am using it all the time, much to the chagrin of my team. Uh, But it's fantastic for brainstorming. Amazing for brainstorming. And by brainstorming, I mean like doing a brain dump, as I like to call it, just, just, it's just, you know, word vomit. you're just, just like, here's my idea. And and I'm just going to explain it. Sometimes I'll do it as a, you know, a voice to text as I'm walking or something. Um, And, and it just makes no sense. Right. It's just kind of the stream of consciousness. But then you take that and you and you it, with the right context applied. And, and for those who who want kind of a good cheat on some of these things, go and listen to the social media news live show from a couple of weeks ago. 
um, with with uh, with Dustin, Dustin. Yeah. who is a who had great ideas, some of which I was using, some of which I'm I wasn't, but I am now. And uh, and and you provide the context, and then and then and then start to brainstorm with the AI about like, hey, this is what I'm trying to achieve. This is the thread I'm trying to connect to. This this is the this is the emotion uh, with emotional element I want to have conveyed here. This is the subject matter. Help me kind of put this together, make make some sense of this, and it will help you. And it won't be perfect, but it'll help you. Right? That's one way. Getting creative advice. We there is a there is a chat. There's a chat that I have a conversation. That's what they like to call it in ChatGPT. Um, that I have an ongoing conversation with a, a person called Stephen. I will call Stephen, <laughs> who may or may not bear some re- resemblance to Steven Spielberg, because I asked it to help me storyboard a particular video uh, for, like, in, in a way that how would Steven Spielberg do this? Mm. Be Steven Spielberg. That's a lot of fun, but you also can now switch, be this person and you'll hear, and it'll give you a different ideas. It's a wonderful way to, to get some ideas that you just wouldn't have thought of. Right. Um, and to organize the brain dumps and so forth. And then generating iterative, like these iterations of copy is another, like, give me, here's what I have. Give me like five more versions of this. Just, and it will. And, you know, then you're kind of begging and borrowing, stealing pieces from the different parts and making it your own um, is an important part of the process. As it relates to, that's kind of the writing piece. As it relates to to visual thumbnail creation, like using tools like Adobe Firefly now that are available, that's incredible. You want to create some wicked, wild, crazy backgrounds for your thumbnails? Doing that in Firefly is takes three seconds. Yeah. Three seconds. Canva was great. I love Canva. I'll still love Canva. Still, use, but like creating the backgrounds like out of like a new, it's amazing. Um, stabilization and reframing in in Premiere Pro and another another uh, uh, editing right. tools. As that's that is that's still AI. that's AI as well. Mm-hmm. Scene detection is AI. Audio remixing, which is something I just started doing. Uh, I haven't actually allowed it to do it fully yet because I still don't think it's as good as me. Right. But the idea of being able to say, oh, look, I got this much video and I need this much audio, but this audio clip that I have isn't the same length, but I really want it to finish at the same time. So uh, using a Premiere Pro and Adobe Audition, there is this remixing feature that uses AI to either extend or shorten um, oh, without, without anybody really noticing. It's amazing. It's have- incredible. I haven't played. So one of the things you mentioned, one of the, I don't know if you played with Mid Journey any, um, but not yet. Because isn't that like Discord? Yeah. So get over. And I don't get, understand. Come Discord. on, old man. I don't, get I don't on. Get it. This I need to show it to nowadays. you because it's amazing. Okay. Because what you can do with ChatGPT is you can use it to write your prompts for. Uh, mid uh, for uh, for uh, mid journey because like I don't know all the Zeiss lenses and stuff but I can have it create it with those lenses by using this uh, prompt that I have and that's it makes cool. amazing amazing images so anyway another that's really thing. yeah that's really so, cool yeah. all right so um oh gosh we can talk about <laughs> I this know forever. there's so we're, much we're, there's, there's so much so time much. so um last question is mm-hmm. um, where can people find the amazing Jason Knapp, all his stuff everywhere. I mean, because I mean, they got to check out your videos. They need to subscribe to your podcast. They need to go and be part of your community. Tell them all of the things where they can find 
you, the amazing you, my friend. Sure. You can go to herewithmagic.com, but the, the best place to go, honestly, which I know if Lou's still watching, which he probably isn't because he has better things to do than to watch me talk, is to go to uh, youtube.com forward slash herewithmagic. Um, because that's where all the that's where all the meat and potatoes is. Uh, if you go to there's also the sound like soundscapes is the podcast. You can search for that soundscapes by here with the magic. Search for it on Apple Music or Spotify. Um, you but there's also you know people may not know this, but YouTube has launched its own podcasting platform as well. And so we do put soundscapes up there. The soundscapes uh, episodes are up there as well. Um, and so you can find it there if you so choose. For the choose your own adventure, it's here with the magic.com forward slash adventure. That's cool. simple. It'll take you right to the head of it and you can you can go from there. And then of course I'm on the Facebooks and the Instas and the Instagrams and stuff. It's all at here with the magic. Um, I'm probably easier to find than you'd want. <laughs> so and you also have the cafe with you for your members, your membership. And there's the cafe, thank you for mentioning that. Yes, for okay. wonderful, wonderful members who uh, support and most of and- what I do. Yeah. So, so Mark says this, he goes, I would like to hear an extended version of this AI discussion so much there. So Jason, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot and say, would you like to come on again in some time in June? And we'll talk about, um, AI in the creative. Yeah, Imagine what we'll be doing in June with AI. I don't know. Every week it's something new. Every week it's something new. I agree. Cause we didn't even get into the, the, I mean, I use it extensively in the other business stuff that I do. So, I mean, oh, yeah. there's so many things. And we maybe we could have Dustin back on. We could talk about oh, Agile yeah. and we could talk about, yeah. There's so many. And, and I think, um, like like I was talking about mid-journey, maybe we could bring even put together like a downloadable of um, like our favorite prompts or something. That would be cool to give oh, to that'd people. That would be fun. Yeah. So. And how to see the conversation, how to like, mm-hmm. yeah. because yeah. I liked mm-hmm. your Steven Spielberg idea that's really cool oh thanks that's yeah. really cool so all righty folks thank you guys for so much for showing up today thank you um for um mary and from mark and lisa all of you folks who jumped jumped in i would appreciate if you guys would subscribe to our channel as well i know jason brought a lot of his folks on we have fun on this show too maybe not as yeah, fun as jason does but uh he is uh he is amazing thank you for sharing that on your channels and with that we'll see you guys next time thank you for ecam for helping sponsor this show um sponsor the show Find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. With that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Jeff. Social Media Media News Live.